Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the It Gets Better podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Adkinson, and I hope you're having a wonderful day. I thought we would talk a little bit about self-sabotage today, kind of what is self-sabotage, what what leads to self-sabotage, how to identify it, and how to overcome it. Because self-sabotage is probably one of the number one things that holds most people back because if you continuously put effort towards something you're almost guaranteed to get results it might not happen overnight it might not happen exactly how you want it but you should see some sort of results but sometimes we don't take the right kind of action or we have all of these ideas and we get so excited to plan for what we're going to do next and then we sit down and all of that motivation just flies out the window. Does this sound like you? There have been many times when it's like late at night and I'll get this like burst of motivation and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm ready. I'm ready to go after my dreams and I have all of these ideas and they're like flowing to me, but it's like 9 p.m. So I know it's not a good idea to sit down and start working. And I'm like, you know what? Tomorrow morning, morning I'm going to wake up. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to wake up early and make my bed. I'm going to eat like a filling breakfast and I'm going to sit down. I'm going to do all the stuff I want to do for my business and I'm going to work on my side hustle. And you have all these different goals and dreams and you get so excited about them, but that the morning comes and all you want to do is press snooze and you end up scrolling your phone too much and you say, ah, I don't have to start today. And "Ah, it's just not my day. I'll do it tomorrow. Or you make excuses and you procrastinate or you like half ass it a little bit. Does this sound like you? Because that has absolutely been me in the past. And I know that self-sabotage for a long time was a big result in why a lot of things went the way they did in my life. For example, my YouTube channel, every time, I remember my YouTube channel was doing so well. Now I've kind of like, you know, obviously not doing YouTube at the moment, but I, back then, like when I was doing it, it's like whenever my channel would start to do well, I'd have this like fear of someone not, you know, hate comments or fear of success maybe that I didn't even realize. And it would lead to me just simply taking time off and feeling overwhelmed or procrastinating. And I didn't realize that I was doing this. I didn't realize that the moment my success came, I was self-sabotaging. I thought this like feeling of, no, I simply can't do it, was that I simply couldn't do it. I didn't understand that until I got to the root of my self-sabotaging, it was going to continue to like show up in different types of work, no matter what I did. I've had so many goals in my life, and I'm sure you have so many goals as well. And it's like the moment the time comes or the time came to take action, I found myself no longer wanting to do it. I found myself lacking the motivation that I had the night before. And what that comes down to is a lot of discipline versus motivation because motivation can only carry you so far. And when you rely on motivation to get you from point A to point Z, it might get you to point B or C, but that motivation is going to run out. The discipline is what's going to carry you through. And when you have a lot of self-sabotaging habits, you're more likely to rely on motivation than discipline. Now, self-sabotage can look different for everyone. I'm going to give a ton of different examples. So maybe, you know, you can try and ask yourself, like, are any of these me? It can look like making 
making excuses for yourself. Maybe you have fitness goals and you make excuses every single time it's time to actually go to the gym or go to the workout. You find yourself booking things like fitness classes and then canceling five minutes before and not holding yourself accountable. It can be things like having good friendships or good relationships and being afraid that they're going to turn out poorly. So you just cut those people off. You run, you take flight instead of seeing it through. You have a little bit of conflict in something that's going well, maybe a relationship. And instead of working through it or speaking to the person, you stop talking to them, you cut them off, you move, you know, move away from it, or you shut down. Maybe you internalize how you assume that they're feeling instead of actually communicating with that person. Maybe you have big dreams when it comes to work and you want to start a side hustle. Maybe you want to become a content creator and you film all of this content when you're motivated, but then you lack the discipline or the push to press post and everything just sits in your drafts on your, you know, or on your phone forever and you never actually post it you know maybe you have so many different things that you want to do and you find yourself getting so excited and then it just kind of falls off when it's time to work and you might think that maybe there's something wrong with you but the truth is it's probably just some sort of something deep down that you need to face because there's always going to be hard times. Usually when we give ourselves these excuses of not following through with our goals, we we come up with a reason of like why it's hard. Well, I don't want to post on Instagram because people might not like it. They might make fun of me. Or I don't want to go to the gym because I won't know how to use the equipment at first. I don't want to talk to my friend who I have conflict with because I don't want confrontation. So those are the excuses we give ourselves. However, Take all of those and think about the other conflict. If you never press post, you have the conflict of never knowing if your side hustle of content creation could become a full-time job. That's also a conflict. You know, the struggle of not wanting to communicate with friends or relationships and just cutting them off instead, you're going to have to, every single time you make a new friendship or relationship, cut them off. And that's probably going to hurt longer or be harder to do in the long run than it would be to, just to learn how to have that communication with them in the beginning. Or with the gym. Yes, it may be tough the first time you go to the gym and have to learn how to you know, have the equipment, but it's going to be harder the longer you feel like you're letting yourself down, the longer you are keeping yourself from those goals. And Life's always going to have problems. And I think when we realize that once we get our goals and we start working towards them, like we're still going to have problems, but we're going to have new mindsets and new tools and resources, the problems aren't going to be as bad. So, okay, yeah, when you first post on TikTok or like a content post, you might have the fear of people not liking your content. But as you get better at it, you're going to realize that you've started to build an audience of people that like your content and you're surrounded by a community of people that are for you. So by posting content that some people might not like, yes, it's a problem at first, you then find your tribe of people who deeply like you because no one is crossing their wires like, you know, I don't know what she stands for. They're like, no, I know what this person stands for. This person's not for me. I'll keep scrolling or this person is for me. I'm going to stay. And then before you know it, you have this beautiful tribe of people. So you, it's more, there's so much more reward. And yes, there will still be problems, like there might be issues, but you have more tools and resources and more knowledge of how it all works to get through them. Yes, once you 
go to the gym, like think about it, you're still going to have some kind of problems like, you know, um, having to stick to go like have a schedule and having to actually go to the gym. But you'll have overcome the things of the fear of going to the gym the first time or the fear of learning how to use the equipment. And the next problems aren't going to seem as tough. It's just that beginning thing. The hardest part is usually just starting. I notice when I procrastinate on something, once I just do that first step, I realize that was the hardest part. Even cleaning my house. There are times that I have sat in filth. My house has been disgusting and messy and I would give myself, this is like back in the day before, like I really had to force myself into discipline with this because I was, I've always naturally been, sorry, my phone, I didn't realize it was on loud. I've always naturally been a really messy person, but I realized that the longer I allowed that excuse for myself, I was self-sabotaging because I was giving myself that story. I was allowing myself to tell myself that who I who I was was a messy person and that could not be changed. But I didn't want to be messy. It's different if you want to be a certain way. There's nothing wrong with being messy. There's nothing wrong with being clean. It's whatever you prefer. But if you know that you want something, um, you got to stop telling yourself the story that you are the other thing. So I decided to stop telling myself that I I was always going to be a messy person. I started telling myself, no, I am going to be a clean person. I want to keep my house clean. I know how anxious and stressed I get when I can't find my stuff. It made it really hard on my job, especially as a content creator. I don't want to film when my space is a wreck. Obviously, I'm okay with my space looking lived in, but I don't want it to look horrible. And I started to tell myself, you know, I am a clean person. I'm becoming a clean person. And I noticed the hardest part of becoming a clean person was the first step I took, whether it was opening the dishwasher to start the dishes or simply putting the laundry in the washing machine. It's always the easiest task that seems the hardest because it's just beginning. And then once I began whatever task it was going to be, it became like you become like in a flow state of, you know, okay, I'm keeping a promise to myself. This really wasn't that big of a deal. I can keep going. And before I knew it, now every single time I need to clean my house, I'm like, it's not a big deal. Do I love cleaning? No, not really, but it's not like this big massive thing that I made up in my head. And now I just like crank music or listen to a podcast or watch a show while I clean the house. And it's just become a part of my routine and it's just made life easier. And I realized I was self-sabotaging by not cleaning because when I wasn't cleaning I was also less likely to do my work I was to make more I was you know more likely to make excuses as to why I couldn't have friends over I was more likely to make excuses of why I couldn't film for my job I was more likely to make excuses of like oh well I don't have room in my place to do a workout and so on and so forth like once you self-sabotage in one thing it kind of escalates and moves into other things so when you come to the root cause of why you're self-sabotaging that's when you can kind of reverse psychology yourself and figure out okay what's the actual issue it's not that I actually struggled with putting my dishes in the dishwasher once I started I realized like okay this is like a mindless task I can still watch tv or like listen to a podcast while I do this it's no different than like listening to a podcast and sitting on the couch so I realized the actual task of putting a dish in the dishwasher isn't wasn't that stressful and I realized it was simply just an excuse I gave myself because I wanted to sit on the couch and mope and allow myself to stay in victim mode that was my personal like 
backwards psychology is that I had become so comfortable in living a life where I was always the victim in my story. And I knew that once I started to take those steps to clean my environment, to work harder on my goals, I wasn't going to be able to listen to those excuses anymore if I wanted to move forward. And instead of admitting to myself that I was afraid of, you know, having a different life that was filled with, you know, working hard at my goals and going to the gym and having friends over and, you know, becoming less of like a a hermit that was afraid to go outside because I was always, I was very anxious to leave my house back then. I told myself that my issue was just simply cleaning, but really it was stemming from a struggle with what with with my life changing and that may may sound crazy you may be like okay how does that correlate if you do the backwards work you will find out it correlates to something and you may not realize it at first but I promise you down the line you're gonna be like wait Lindsay was right (laughs) this does have to do more with something else than I thought maybe the reason you aren't pressing post on the content that you're creating, like you're filming all this time because you're, you know, excited for it. The reason you're not pressing post isn't just because you're worried about what, what, what people will say. It's because you're also scared about what your life looks like if you become massively successful like you know you could. You're scared of what that different life looks like. And that's scary. Change is scary. But there's a reason you have those goals. And also self-sabotaging can totally be for things that we don't enjoy as well. Like, like I said, the cleaning isn't something necessarily I, I, I enjoy. It's not like my favorite hobby, but we can self-sabotage in things we enjoy or don't enjoy. Usually it's all about the feeling and like that fear of commitment, the fear of, you know, doing what we say we're going to do. And I notice that the more that we let ourselves off the hook, the more that we let ourselves self-sabotage, the more we continue to do it. So I think it's really helpful to notice within yourself, where are you self-sabotaging? Like what aspects of your life do you consistently say you're going to get better at or you have goals for? And then you notice maybe even for New Year's, you have all these goals and every single year you realize you let yourself off the hook. Now, obviously you're a person, you're a human. It does not mean if you haven't made it to the end result of your goal that you're self-sabotaging. I'm talking about the things that you say you're going to do all the time and you just don't start. So starting is better than nothing. It is better to do something and do it messily than wait for it to be perfect so if you're taking action you should already be be giving yourself like a big pat on the back a round of applause because that's a big deal um it's it's crazy because I am running a membership right now if you haven't heard of it it's called better together it's a tapping membership I actually might be switching it over to like a new platform I can keep you guys updated but we tap weekly and stuff and I love EFT and I love the membership. I love the community we're having, but it is interesting because I can see the analytics on the back of how many people have signed up and they're paying. It's $22 a month. And for $22 a month, you get four tapping videos um, every single month. And I've also had a few extra, I've been doing like extra videos too, because it's new and I'm wanting to, you know, give people extra things for signing up, you know, early. And I noticed on my analytics, how there's a big difference between how many people have signed up and how many people are actually doing the videos. It's like people will sign up for something that could change their life, but then they find excuses and reasons not to just press play and do a 10 minute like self-growth session. Think about, I I've, I think I heard a statistic once that almost, like I don't remember what the number is actually, so I'm not going to pretend that I remember the number, but I was talking with a bunch of friends who are in like the lifestyle, you know, like the self, self-growth like coaching spaces. I'm not necessarily a coach, but I have a lot of friends who are, and I am about to be life coach certified by the one and only Jay Shetty, which is wild. Um, I'll talk more about that in the future, but 
but I am getting life coach certified. So I've met a lot of people in this space and I was talking to people about the difference between like coaching versus courses and all this different stuff. And a lot of people are saying they, they prefer coaching because it's, you know, more one-on-one or group, uh, group coaching. So you actually can like, not like hold the hand, but like, you know, like virtually hold the hand of people and help them like complete the tasks they need to complete. Because apparently most people, it was like a really high number. Most people who pay for a course don't actually complete it. So imagine paying all this money, investing in yourself and in some sort of higher education and then not completing it. And the only thing that kept you from this information is the lack of sitting down and just doing what you need to do. And I am guilty of this. I have paid for courses and things in the past that I know would better me and I know they're important for my future and then I just kind of slacked off and I would give myself, oh, I'll just skip it one time. Oh, I'll just skip it today. I'm going to give myself a week off. And then before you know it, it's been years and I never finished the course. So we've got to hold ourselves accountable and we've got to teach ourselves that when we make a promise to ourselves, we mean it. How, when you make a promise to a friend, you're probably more likely to show up. So that's a big sign that it has something to do with your inner feelings about yourself. And the hard part is it's kind of like an endless cycle where if you don't feel good about yourself, you're less likely to hold yourself accountable. And the less you hold yourself accountable, the more upset you feel about yourself and the less respect you have for yourself and the less like self-worth you feel, the less self-value you feel. Now, obviously your, your value and your worth never actually goes away, but it's the way you feel on the inside. So it's like a constant cycle of the more you don't hold yourself accountable, the more you feel bad about yourself, the more you don't hold yourself accountable, and the more you feel bad about yourself. And it goes in a cycle. And the only way to fix it is just to just develop some hardcore discipline. It is by really taking a look in the mirror and realizing, okay, where am I messing up? What am I doing consistently that is holding me back? And how do I stop this? And maybe even having an accountability buddy or a friend who knows that you have these patterns and maybe they can also share their patterns with you because it's vulnerable and scary to admit to someone like, yeah, I procrastinate or yeah, I self-sabotage or yeah, I do X, Y, or Z. So admitting that to someone and having them admit it back to you, sometimes it's a lot easier because when you hear someone tell you the way that they self-sabotage, you're probably like, why do you do that? Your life could be so much better if you just did it. You'd be so happy if you just got it done. And they would probably say, think the same thing about you So sometimes having a community or talking with someone about it could be like a big difference. And like I said, I am getting life coach certified. So I am going to be offering some sort of coaching services in the future, not today because I have to get finished getting certified and stuff. But that is something that I'm going to be offering like group coaching and stuff with in the future. So that's always an, you know, an option. But obviously, like look for look to the people around you, the people you feel comfortable with and see if you guys can develop develop a sort of system where you check in with each other and ask, okay, did you do this? Have you done this? For me, I started a notion um I love notion and I've always struggled with like to-do lists and like I would make a to-do list this is another type of self-sabotage I would make a to-do list and I'd write down every single thing I need to do and then never look at the to-do list again or I'd have all these incredible ideas for podcast episodes or like posts I'm gonna do online or anything like that and I'd write them all down and then I'd close the notebook and never open it again so I love that with notion I it's I can't really go away from it because it's digital and it doesn't get like lost in my notes app you know because that's obviously digital too but I'm more likely to not pay attention to that and I downloaded a free I'm pretty sure it's a free notion template I think the influencer's name is like Jules 
Acre. I think it's like A-C-R-E-E. Um, it was like a free, it might've been paid. It was either free. I know she has a few that are like $15. They're not, they're not super expensive. It was either free or $15. And I don't remember which one I got, but it was a long time ago. Um, and I have her notion template where it's basically like you just download it, add it in, and then you just fill it out. So I have like a weekly planner, a daily planner, everything in there. I have like my monthly goals, my quarterly goals, all this stuff. And it's like literal, literal checklist. And I notice that when I check them off, I feel so much better about myself. And that's kind of helped me keep on track because every single day I now require myself to open my notion at least for a few minutes and see what I have to do. And it's just kind of helped me stay on track. And the note Noah has become my accountability buddy because I have given him, I asked him to do this. So I know it seems kind of like, oh, is he like keeping tabs on you? No, I asked him to do this. I asked him if he would like once every few days, be like, oh, so I saw you have this, this, and this in your notion that you haven't checked off. You know, did you get it done? Maybe you just forgot to check it off. And he has been doing that for me. And I will tell you, it's a game changer because the last thing I want is my husband who goes to a like nine to six hardworking job all day in an office to be like, hey, um, did you do, did you post your two TikToks this week? Did you go to the gym? I'm like, yeah, yes, I did. Yes. Like I don't, I would feel bad about myself being like, no, I didn't. You know, when I know these are things I need to do in to move my business somewhere, obviously the gym isn't part of that, but you know, just things like that, that I need to be doing, working on my book, working on my membership, et cetera, et cetera, doing my life coaching certification. It's a lot of schooling. And I find myself, I found myself being like, oh, I can just take the day off. But every day is another day that I, the more I allow myself that that room to let myself down, the larger the gap gets. And obviously I'm not saying not to take breaks. That's very different. I'm talking about the days that you know you're supposed to be working and you say you're going to do it and then you just don't. But again, let's get back to the overall topic of self-sabotage because it can be in so many different ways and it's not just work. And I also don't want to sound like, because I'm sure you're probably like, Lindsay, did you just explain your self-sabotaging with being the life of an influencer? I am very aware, I promise you, I'm very aware that my job is easier than 99.9999999% of all their jobs. So I do not take my job lightly. So don't think that I'm just like complaining about the things I have to do. I am very aware that my job is easy. Okay, I promise you. Um, I mean, there are obviously there are hard aspects of it. But if someone asked me to trade for another job, I would happily decline. So I know that my job, I'm very privileged. Anyways, <laughs> let's continue on. Um, other things about self-sabotage. So I was thinking, let's just think about like, what are, what are different things that could be self-sabotage? It can be procrastination. It can be perfectionism is a sign of self-sabotage. Um, let's see. I feel like that's the main ones. Maybe I should Google it. I should have Googled this before, but let's see. Signs of self-sabotage. Okay, seven signs of self-sabotaging behaviors. Number one, focusing on what is not working or not right. That is massive. I never even thought about that because I guess when I also do that sometimes, I sit and I I analyze and I over-strategize like what posts haven't done well or what's not going right in the gym or what's not going right in certain friendships or relationships or X, Y, and Z. And instead, if you focus on what is working, you can give your energy and more time into what is working because what you give your energy to is what grows. So it makes sense that if you give more energy to what's not working, you're going to find more of what's not working. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. What a, what a growth mindset moment. Focusing on what, it, on what is not working is a sign of self-sabotage. Whoa. So maybe that's a reminder that we should keep a journal and every single day write down what is working in our lives. 
what is working? Number two, being stuck in fear. I think this is a massive one because I think when we're afraid of what it's like I said, the afraid of the problems, what's, you know, what's going to happen if I go to the gym? What's going to happen if I make new friends or move to this new city or I start this new job or I go on a new date? Like what's all going to happen? And we have these scenarios in our head of the worst case possible and it keeps us stuck in our fear and afraid of of the new of life but the more you go past that fear and you just learn to live with it and realize fear is just a part of life you realize that you can't control the future but you can control the fact that you you do deserve change and growth and growth and change are so beautiful and so necessary so that's a good one number three oh my gosh this is a mind-blowing one are you ready feeling like you have no value (gasps) That is a 10 out of 10 because I think a lot of people do not see their own potential. And I've never thought about this as self-sabotage, but yes, it is. I think I there's so many people I know personally that will have all these goals, but they'll be like, oh, I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. And sometimes you just want to yell at them until you're blue, they're, you're blue in the face and be like, you have so much potential that you don't even see. And I bet there's so many people that look at you and are like, you have so much freaking potential that you don't see it. I think sometimes we downplay our own potential. We don't see our worth, our talents, our skills, anything like that, our value, because I don't know why, um, because we got to work on ourselves. You know, I think it I don't know, maybe what something you could do if you are someone who's someone who struggles with this and you're like, you think like, oh, well, I can't be, I can't go to the gym because I'm not good at working out. I don't know, that's random. I can never, I can never run a 5K, you know, or I can never get a job, get my dream job of being an actress or I can never, why not? Why not? You just have to start, everyone starts from everyone starts from the beginning. So start listening to the stories you tell yourself. Do you constantly tell yourself that you don't have what it takes and start to notice that because you do have what it takes and if you don't you can learn it it's you everyone can develop skills number four comparison comparing yourself to others absolutely I think one of the biggest things people do when they when it comes to self-sabotage they spend more time focusing on what other people are doing than focusing on what you're doing if you're focusing on someone how someone else is doing in their relationship how someone else is doing on their health and fitness journey how someone else is doing you know with um I already said relationships uh with their career x y or z whatever you're trying to do it you end up spending so much time and energy looking at what they're doing and focusing on what they're doing that you're not focusing enough time on yourself. The more energy you give to someone else, the less energy you have for yourself. It's not like we have a million percent of energy every single day. We have a limited amount of energy. You know, we're humans. We need rest. We need time to relax. So give your energy to what matters to yourself, to your business, not to just, obviously it's good to cheer people on and stuff like that and network, but don't spend all this time just obsessing on what everyone else is doing and focus on yourself. Um, On this thing, I'm reading this article from onlinebusinesscoach.com. It says, write out five qualities you like best about yourself, then write out what you value most in your life. It says, when you go to a place of comparison, notice how similar you are with the other person versus what is different. Begin to create a list of adjectives that describe you. At least 25 words positive words about your greatness whenever you notice yourself in comparison mode think of some of the adjectives that describe you I love that number five this is a big one meeting goals and then losing them this is what I mentioned about whenever I would have like these big goals about like my YouTube channel and as soon as it would start to do well I would taper off or you have this goal about going to the gym and you start to go and then you're like oh wait why did I you know you like go a few times and then you stop I think it's because 
one, we want to see things happen quickly. And then we also start to get a little bit afraid when we start to notice things changing because change is scary. But you've got to hold on to your why. Come up with the reason why, why you are doing it. And then start to live intentionally for your why. If you want to, your why is because you want to feel in your best shape ever, then remind yourself that's why you continue to show up for yourself. It's okay if you started to see results and it's a little scary you can keep going. Um, number six, you always chase away relationships. This was something we just talked about is I do think we tend to self-sabotage in relationships because a lot of us have not learned how to express how we feel, how to communicate, how to be a good friend to other people, but also respect ourselves and understand our boundaries. Most of us, including myself, never learned how to even set a boundary or know how to understand if a friendship is good or bad. I did work through a lot of this in therapy, but I think it's important to, I've said this before, but create a list of qualities that you want in relationships and friendships, and then ask yourself, do you have those qualities? And start to work on having those qualities and also attracting people that have the same type of qualities, and it makes it a lot easier. And then practice speaking up for little things. Don't wait until the big thing happens to speak up so that you're so afraid. Simply just think when something small happens, when someone says, oh, what do you want for lunch? Don't don't continuously be the person that's always like, oh, whatever you want. Obviously, sometimes it's great to let the other person pick. But if they ask you what you want for lunch, practice by just simply saying, oh, I'd love to get Panda Express for lunch. And you'll be you'll realize, oh, that wasn't that bad. I just spoke up for myself. I made a, made a decision. It was easy. And the little tiny ways you do things like that, I know it may seem small. It will make it so much easier when bigger conflicts happen for you to communicate. I promise you. Number seven, it says having no purpose. It says the problem. Do you feel you have no reason for being no purpose in life? We all have purpose for being on this planet. It's time to notice yours. Wow, I never thought about that is as a feeling of self-sabotage. Yeah, I guess there there are people that constantly come to me and say like, how do I figure out my purpose? I feel like I don't have purpose. And that that has, I guess that makes sense. But I don't think that's necessarily self-sabotage. I mean, it, I'm sure it is in a way. But I think that also more so just comes back to self-worth and self-love. So I would say if you feel like you don't have any purpose in life, start to explore. Explore what you love. Explore the things you liked as a child. Explore things you've never done before because maybe you haven't explored enough in life to figure out what you do and you don't like. You know, just be an exploration explorer of life and let it come naturally. And don't be afraid to try new things. Don't be afraid to be bad at things. And I think the more we explore and do new things, the more we find more things that we're passionate about and more things that light us up, those light bulb moments. And then you'll kind of know, oh, wait, this might be my purpose. Because I always thought I was going to write fiction books. And I do think one day down the line, I'm still going to write some fiction books, but it was just, I started a YouTube channel randomly because I liked YouTube. And before I knew it, I realized that's not even my purpose anymore. My purpose is I really want to inspire people to heal and then take action on their life to change their lives. I want, even if one person changes their life from listening to this, like that's what I want. And I would have never known that if I hadn't explored. I read new books about self-growth and, you know, watched different types of YouTube videos than I was used to. I didn't just stay in the bubble that I'd always stayed in for so long. And it doesn't have to be in some crazy way. You don't have to go out and join a brand new club if you don't want, but you could try watching different TV shows, try reading new types of books and just see like, does this feel right? Um, I do, I do want to say this website online, online business coach. I'm not trying to steal from them. <laughs> it says action for this, write down all the things that are important to you. Uh, possessions, people, and feelings, and write out what you want to contribute to the world. From your writing, create a statement of purpose for yourself that you can read each and every day. 
Um, give to others, give to the world, and feel great about about it. Make regular con- contributions to people and community. To give is to receive. Give, and you'll feel like your feel your life purpose begin to resonate. That's nice. Oh, how sweet of them. <laughs> but ultimately, if you find that you are self sabotaging and you're doing one of these things, do not fret. Do not think that this is unfixable. It all starts with a little bit of step, a little action, a little bit of discipline, a little bit of knowing your why. I think become really clear on what your goals are, get really clear with yourself and don't overwhelm yourself. I used to have like a million goals at once and I noticed I would get overwhelmed. I learned this from, what was it? I think her name is Amy something, Uh, Amy Porterfield. Yeah, Amy Porterfield. I saw somewhere that she mentioned, it might've been a podcast that she does something called the 90 day method where every 90 days she'll let herself pick two or like she'll have like an overall list. Say for 2023, you had like 15 different New Year's resolutions. Well, every season, so every three months, right? Three six, nine, or is it four, is there four, four, eight, three, every three months. Okay. I don't know. Every three, let's just say, oh yeah, 90 days. Three, oh my gosh. I forgot. I said 90 days. Obviously I was like, what is it? <laughs> okay. Every 90 days, she lets herself pick like two or three of those goals to work on. Now, obviously if she has extra time and she feels motivated to, or inspired to, she'll work towards the other goals. But the other, the three that she picks for that 90 days, those don't have to be about motivation or anything. Those are discipline. So she has three, two to three discipline goals that she's like, no matter what, I have to work towards these for the next 90 days. Because in 90 days, that's when you start to see a little bit of change, I'm sure, if you're really consistent. And then at the end of those 90 days, she decides, okay, do I want these same three goals? Or do I want to move one down and bring a new one up? Or do I want to move two down and bring two new up? And the other things still stay as part of her goals. They're just not her front dedicated, like non-negotiable goals. Um, so she basically it's like three non-negotiable goals. And the other ones are like, if I have time, I'll work on it if I feel like it. And if I don't have time for something, I let those slack. So for me, I think I wrote down, I'll give you like a big example. I wrote down my goals were like for this year was to get my website done. I don't have a website right now anymore to get life coach certified, to get EFT certified, to start a membership, to um, get better with my podcast, get more consistent, having guests and everything to um, get more consistent with my content, to start an email list. Um, there's, there's more, but that's seven things. So for my 90 days right now, it is for me to focus on bettering my membership, um, to get more consistent with my, oh, no, no, for mine was right now, sorry, for my 90 days, it was to get EFT certified, to get better with my membership, and be more consistent with my podcast. So at the end of 90 days, at the end of March, I'm going to sit down and be like, okay, did I finish one of these? And can one of them switch? And I think I already did get EFT certified. I got that done. So I can move EFT certified off of that. I can actually cross that one off, and maybe I'll move up to my next 90 days, build my website. And then it doesn't mean I won't do the other things. It's just they're less of a priority. That way, within that 90 days, I actually really did complete my goal of getting EFT certified. I know in the next 90 days, I really actually will get my website done. And I know that I'm still consistently working towards my other goals, but I'm not getting too overwhelmed. So if that was a little confusing, feel free to let me know because I can maybe make out, make like a little drawing, like a little worksheet or something that I could send you guys um, on my email list. I do have an email list now. You can sign up at my link in my Instagram bio. I can put the link actually in this episode as well. And maybe I'll just go ahead and do that. Maybe with, I'll send out like something on my email list in the next week, um, of making your 90 days. So make sure you sign up for my email list. 
um, if you want to. I don't I don't spam you. I don't send out a lot of stuff, but I will send out stuff every now and then. I feel like it's a little helpful. So I do think it could be smart to sign up. Um, but figure out what your main goals are and then figure out, make like a statement, like they said. I love that they were saying come up with a statement. Figure out how you want to feel and why you're doing it, what you want to achieve, and make yourself a mission statement. Put it somewhere that you're going to see it every single day and look at that. And when you notice that you start to self-sabotage pinpoint it when you notice you start to procrastinate or cancel things that you just said yes to that you know that you're just kind of scared to do or you start to slack too much not I'm not talking about breaks take your breaks then you can start to call it out and be like okay I'm doing it again I'm letting myself down and then you can ask yourself why am I doing this journal it out pull out a journal and ask yourself why am I letting myself down again is it just because I'm scared do I want to let fear run my life forever or am I ready to show myself right now and get it over with and show myself that it's not that scary and then if you need to come up, like, you know, like I said, find a friend that you can lean on. I think that's also a great thing to do. But I think the biggest thing is awareness. I think a lot of times we have all these excuses and stories in our head um, of us not being good enough or that we're never going to be able to get past our bad habits and we're never going to be the type of person that can have the life we want. But that's just a story we made up. It's not true. We can change the page and have a new chapter with a new story any day we choose. And that's going to be the biggest difference. It's a story you tell yourself because the longer I looked at my dishes and told myself, eh, I can do them tomorrow, the more, the more tomorrow's added up. When I started to tell myself instead, it's not that big of a deal to just do the dishes now. Then it became not that big of a deal. At first it felt like a lie, kind of like that act as if, act as if it felt a little bit like a lie at first, but then before you know it, my subconscious, it took note and then before you know it, it's not that difficult for me to do the dishes. And that's also something I do a lot with my tapping sessions is that tapping um, EFT or emotional freedom techniques is basically talk therapy and like affirmations combined and also shadow work combined with acupressure. I have seen massive changes in my life using um, EFT. I do have my Better Together membership, but I am, like I said, I'm in the process of possibly changing it to a new platform. Um, I'm using a platform called Mighty Networks right now. And I like it, but there's just a lot of things. Like you have to live stream the videos in the app because if you, I tried to upload like more high quality videos and you are only given a very limited amount of storage. So that makes everything like low quality. So I might be switching to another website, um, but you can obviously so, still click on the link. I'm sure it won't be like, a, I'm sure I'll have it switched pretty quickly, but I might not change it. I am actually have a call with someone um, to see if I can figure it out. Um, like why my videos always say I can only upload them in like 420p or something. I'm like, come on, it's 2023. Um, but yeah, if you've ever been curious about tapping, I am going to be, I have a bunch of stuff coming soon um, with however I decide to launch it I'll let you guys know but thank you so much for listening I hope you have a wonderful day and remember that you are just as worthy as anyone else on this planet and you have value and you have purpose and you can get through this and it will get better I love you and I'll talk to you all next Tuesday bye <laughs>